0: We've come up with a handful of Street Fighter V characters that are just more fun to play and explore now that the game's meta has shifted. Find out who they are and exactly why you should consider giving them a second chance on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast.
1: Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Doing well, how are you doing this week? I'm apparently forgetting how to count, because uh, for those people who don't know, we actually count down our show to keep everything synced. And I'm like, I'm like, what number comes after six? And I'm like, damn it, I can't remember. Oh my gosh, Like, so I'm having a little bit of a morning, but I'm also in a very good spot because Rose is coming so soon. I have not been playing fighting games and I wouldn't have played Alpha 3 last night just to play Rose and like I was Oh it was like such a catharsis for me. I have not been playing fighting games at all and I'm like I'm really feeling it. I'm like a I'm a junkie, like a heroin junkie.
0: I'm like shaking and stuff like that. No no fighting games are happening, man. So
1: but um sucks
0: but, getting old is the first thing I'll say to that. Yeah. Um you know, I've actually noticed a, a surprising alarming amount of times that I can't remember like very obvious words and stuff. Like if it gets to the point where I can't remember Britney's name like immediately something like that, then I'll go in and see the doctors or something like that. But I'm like forgetting pretty <laughs> obvious stuff left and right and like I do Words for a living, man.
1: Yeah, for a pro tip, if you want to piss off your girlfriend, wife, fiance the most possible, forget her name for like five minutes to an hour or something. And, what? um, <laughs> Does yeah. that happen to you? <laughs> oh, there, I, I know very few things that would make a woman more angry than that, but that's uh, crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, now that you've had all the dating advice that you need, um, uh, let's get into some Street Fighter stuff. All right. I, uh, well, I gotta, I gotta back this up. Too. I always want to jump right in because I, by the way, I play Nikali. I don't know if you guys know that. I, I jumped back into playing Nikali recently, had a wonderful time. Um, and we will get into that. But before that, I really want to set up what we want to talk about here today because uh, it's just nice to have some filters, some parameters to view stuff through, right. And so the the bigger picture here is kind of like mm, what characters are are you know fun in this new meta? Like are there ways of playing, characters that uh, maybe traditionally weren't as fun or had some hindrances to them and now mm-hmm. that the game has changed a good bit, maybe it's kind of you know worth going back and checking these guys or girls out and seeing if new strategies, new approaches are going to work for you and if that's going to be an entertaining time. And it's not to say that this is going to I can't sign off and say this is going to work at the highest level every time. But hey, yeah. uh, I'm not at the highest level. You're probably not at the highest level, except for that I know Tokido listens to this, and so this doesn't include you, Tokido. That's fine. But everybody else that's not Tokido, that you know, you, you, just just take a load off and, and and don't think of yourself too highly. Yeah. So it's these games are fun, right? If you're not having fun
1: with them, what are you doing? And and these are characters that uh, we you might have dropped them in the past or been like, hey, they kind of suck or you went away from for whatever reason, right? And these mm-hmm. are, are the best second chance characters we can think of right now uh, to give a second look. You know, not, not everyone's, you know, going to be a lock for you. We might suggest a character you're like, nah. You know, but it's like,
0: they're worth looking at again is the, the pretty overriding message here we're trying to get right at. and it's not that they're going to be the best in the game i i let me show my hand a little bit here i w- probably would have put the likes of like someone like chun lee or mm-hmm. karen on this list and i don't have um i don't have either of those characters on my list it's not that they're not going to be uh, really good but they're a little more technical they're a little more like y- y- you can you can definitely get good and have a lot of fun doing some really awesome stuff with those characters but i'm thinking more of like the simple like if you're if if you're just wanting to get in there and and not have to grind for hours and hours and hours before you can start to do the fun things, that's more the the parameters that I was going by for this. Um, so, and does that line up with what you were thinking yeah, too? Exactly. Just before we go? Okay. Exactly, good. 100%. Glad. Glad the co-hosts knew what they were talking about uh, before the show started. So the the fact that the meta has very obviously changed here in Street Fighter V is where I want to start because. It used to be that basically V triggers and crazy overwhelming offense toward the end of a round was like this black hole that like everything else in fighting games sort of exists around it, right? But because this black hole was so big and so dominating, the other stuff just didn't have a chance to breathe and it's like you could play footsies for, for a while and, and and I don't mean like a character that thrives off of footsies like I think Karen can do just fine, Chun-Li can do just fine with that and kind of have been able to for the entirety of the game's life but most characters it's like you can try to play footsies and that's traditionally something that's encouraged but then it, it just doesn't feel like it's worth it because at the end of the round all of that goes down the toilet because someone popped a V-Trigger and, and it's it didn't happen every time but it happened often enough that it just... I was more along the lines of, how do I get to the really good thing and and operate in and around the really good thing? And all of my focus was, was on that. It's like, how do you minimize the effects of your opponent's V-Trigger? How do you maximize yours? Um, and it's not just V-Triggers, there are a few other things, but my point was, it's like, the overwhelming offense and the, the fear of the overwhelming offense was really just affecting every other part of this game and now with the way that they've changed things with stuff like V-Shift not only in practice but also the implication that you have to be thinking about it the way you can spend your meter in different ways, larger hurt boxes means a better uh, better chance for for like actually whiff punishing those really strong attacks in neutral there are suddenly reasons to explore other ways of going about this game and i did so with my old main but in a new way recently because like i said i went back to um uh, a few days ago and i've played a handful of sessions but instead of using my traditional v skill one which is the ground pound and v trigger two where he can throw the bad breath out there and, and that's a three bar i forced myself to use the the v trigger one that i that i almost never do and v skill two where he he throws up on the ground and it kind of creeps at you and crumbles Mm. you if it hits you and i was like i'm gonna force myself to look at this character and play this character in the fresh meta in a new way and just see what the hell happens right like maybe it's just gonna crash and burn whatever my point here is not to win it's to explore this familiar and non-familiar territory at the same time v trigger one was interesting it's only two bars now and it means that you can play Nikali as a character who's not just committed to v trigger and such and goes in and out of it and there's a little more of a, of a dynamic there a little a few more layers and that's interesting but what really got my attention was v skill 2 which i thought was inferior at the beginning i thought it was even more inferior when they nerfed it a little bit and i still think it's inferior to v skill 1 now but People don't play Nikali, and the people that do rarely play V-Skill 2, which means no one has, <laughs> very few people have much uh, experience fighting against it. So all of a sudden, Nikali throws up on the ground and it's creeping at you. And what I've seen so many times is people don't know what to do. And then they'll get hit by it a few times and they'll clam up and they'll freeze up and uh, and uh, what when that-, that when it hits two, it builds like seventy five percent of like
1: a, a V trigger gauge, like uh, yeah. um uh, you know one bar of it, right? It's it's ridiculous the the V gauge buildup on that. It's really powerful. Yeah. Um, and when you say it's inferior, I agree. But also the way you're using it, because I've been watching your footage, it's really good. I I it's inferior, but it's not heavily inferior. Like it's still worth using. I think almost to the point where there's certain matchups that Nikali should be using that over V uh, trigger or Visco one. That's
0: possible, and and usually those are going to be fireball matchups because he can go under the fireballs. But they yeah. nerfed it, so now he's a little worse at going under the fireballs. And you can throw him at certain ranges where if he if he uses V skill to go under them, then you can still punish him for doing it. And and it's not that the that the V skill in and of itself is all that bad. It's just to give up what you get with V skill one is is a pretty tall order. Yeah. And so it, that that's really the kicker for it. Um. At the end of the day, but I was I was using it and. And people were letting me do it more often than they probably should just because they didn't know and what that led to was it, it really it wasn't v skill that had the huge impact on the match i mean it, it did but that wasn't the significance of it all it slowed things down on both my opponent's front and then my own because because I was afraid to use it constantly because I know just how vulnerable I am. Like you can just walk up and s- stick a medium kick out or something like that and, and stuff me before I can even get it out there. Um, but so, so I used it a few times. That slowed the paces of the matches down, re- relatively speaking. And we went into footsie battles. Now, Nikali's biggest weakness, as far as I can tell, uh, having played him for a good five years or so, is that he's relatively stubby. Mm-hmm. So he wants to be either up in your face or a place where he can whiff punish the normals that are coming out. But for him, he's got to walk into opponent's red zones uh, and, and risk before they are, are at risk for a lot of his attacks. And that's rough, right? Um, but so so you would think well Nakali probably doesn't want to go too much into this neutral play. Well I, we were doing that and and what it ends up being is the the game that emerges for me as the Nakali player in this slower paced matchup or in the slower paced style is I, I see if they let me go up into their face and without any contest once they stop doing that now I have to respect that they can probably put up a wall that I. Th- that beats me. So now I gotta go back to whiff punishing ranges or using higher priority buttons to hit the stuff that they're trying to put up a wall with. That works for a little while in previous Street Fighter, but like I said, or Street Fighter V, but like I said, then V triggers come into the to the mix and they become the defining factors of the rounds. What I saw with uh, in my match not only is Nikali's V trigger not a defining factor as much as it was anymore because it goes away, but also You would like V triggers sometimes happen. Sometimes they don't because people are using their resources otherwise. But when they do, it's like that slow pace is still there quite a bit. And I was letting these V triggers like, like run out and go and go away. And I'm seeing that, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, a lot of times matches end around 69. And I noticed that because I'm immature nowadays there, it's like down in the twenties, down in the thirties. It's like Steven and I were going to timeouts and, and whatnot, Um, And that's not to say it's going to be that way for everybody, but it's clear that stuff is going longer. People are spending more time being more methodical. And I was playing this footsie game with a character that traditionally isn't about footsies, and I was having, I dare say it, a ton of fun. I felt motivated and excited to bring it to my coworkers or to tell my Street Fighter friends Dude, this is what's going on. They're all dudes, by the way. This is what's going on, uh, and, and I'm really enjoying it, and I feel like I can do something. And and this lasts to the very end of a lot of the rounds. I was playing Danka Diaz, well... I, his name was not Duncan Diaz, so maybe it wasn't but i think that's Donka uh Rashid right And like you you know what Rashid's like and how that can feel and uh, but we were playing this surprisingly very respectful back and forth that ended more rounds ended with like a single low forward hit that was strategically placed based around the way he was playing or vice versa and then it did some crazy you know Slash out of nowhere or uh, eagle spike from half screen away or jump off of the wall and throw yeah. out of each and it was just it was so refreshing and that was like it's
1: it's Street Fighter we're, we're playing Street Fighter again for the first time in way too long uh, this is not Marvel uh, like it was before um, it's still a bit of Marvel but it's it's actually Street Fighter welcome back to what we've been wanting for the last uh, I mean what we've
0: been playing I guess for the last like 30 years or so uh, right yeah and and so it's like that that specifically what's fun about it well it's that process of like i said seeing if they'll let me get close and when they when they answer my approaches then i get to answer back with this nuanced okay i'm going to stand at this range and i'm going to do this thing and it feels like spending the time and the mental focus and bandwidth to try to do that is rewarding enough is worthwhile because that black hole is not just sucking from the significance of all the other facets of the game. And so here I am playing Nikali with, a, oh, I would argue that V-Skill 2 still isn't the way to go about it. And maybe I'll go back to V-Skill 1, but have this pacing and such and be like, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But playing at that at that rate was very fun, even with a character that maybe shouldn't be having as much fun as others would be doing that. So it's like, that's really encouraging. Yeah, it's, um, uh, Nicali is very much a brush down character.
1: That's, that's his thing, right? But it it's nice to actually have the option to play footsies and have that be efficient. And, and I really think that's what it comes down to. And uh, I've been watching your footage. It's it's much more enjoyable to watch now. Um, to be honest, I, I think Nicali and Bison and Cammy were hot garbage characters to watch before uh, because it was pretty much you get in someone's face and you do the thing and it either works or you you do the thing and it doesn't work. And it's yep. like you're just flipping a coin at a certain point. And it's like that that's not enjoyable. I mean, it, to some people, sure it is. And I mean, if someone does five DPs in your face and they get all of them, that's great, but now you have options. Now you have V-Shift. Now you have a uh, more incentive to play foot season, a more thoughtful game. And so that makes a character like Nikali, Bison and Kami, it makes those characters more interesting because they're making meaningful choices during a match to actually get to these points. And mm-hmm. It's like, oh wow, that's actually cool. So I've gone from, look, uh, I don't mind saying this now, I, I think you're like it was a more, the most watchable Nikali that I've seen besides Jobin and, and Jobin's watchable for a whole different reason because <laughs> he's the most crazy player on the planet um but Nikali was pretty much unwatchable before, especially in, in early seasons, because it was just like, I, I I might enjoy watching someone flip a coin more than I'd watch, you know, Nikali, basically. Yeah. But now now it's not the case. Now it's like, oh, dude, I'm seeing clear intent and other stuff. And if you can take a pretty dumb character like Nikali, and he's, he's fairly dumb, but if, if you can take him and make him interesting, which I think he is now, and you can make him thoughtful, I'm like, holy crap. You actually did something good there. Like, this, that it was hard to do, and now you finally made the game interesting, even if you're playing a rushdown character. You can see intent, you can see focus, you can see all these kind of things that you should be seeing in a, in a proper Street Fighter game. It should have been there from the get-go, uh, and, you know, the, the side effect here is there's a lot of people who have just given up on the game for good reason, and they're like, screw this, you know, mm-hmm. but... I think now there's there's a good reason to give Nikali and a bunch of other characters a second chance.
0: Yes, and I have to scream from the rooftops that this doesn't mean that the, the baloney's not still there to a certain degree. It doesn't mean that some rounds are not just going to be GV trigger guesses, oh you were wrong, now you're stunned in the corner and dead. Like, that's still in the game absolutely, don't expect it not to be. But it's it's been lessened to a, to a significant degree that again, lets the rest of the game breathe. And And I don't even think that we've gotten to the place or I'm certain we haven't gotten to the place where we fully kind of understand what that means yet. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the first fruits of it here with the character and I go, wow, this is going to echo probably to the majority if not the entirety of the rest of the roster in some significant ways and it's going to be fun. But like who knows, uh, we'll get into Ryu in a bit. This also means you can start to play zoning more meaningfully uh, with with like traditional Street Fighter 2 fireballs and uppercuts. And who knows what other ways of going about it, but people can come from all different places of uh, all over the world, all different styles, so to speak, And which has been this traditional Street Fighter way. You can bring your rush down, you can bring your zoning, you can bring your grappling, you can bring your mid-range, whatever it is, and everyone can have something of a fighting chance instead of it just being like, you need to be really good at this, and if you're not, then GG's, you're at the bottom tier, you yep. know? Yep. So, and maybe nikoli has been putting a lot of the tier lists that we've been seeing, because it very much is tier list season, they've been putting him lower, and I don't necessarily disagree, at least on paper, and thinking the way things are evolving, at least in the first steps here with V-Shift and with the new meta, that he's not going to be the greatest of characters, but man, like, well, you can still have fun with him. And also, yep. as far as tier lists go, by the way, if you're not, like, you know, playing at the levels Tokido at, Tokidora, you're, you're the... the the way those echo in your games and like the opinions there it's like that's that's assuming that you're doing like the, the most efficient you're going about playing these characters in the most efficient ways you're probably not you know if you're just in diamond or if you're in silver or whatever and it's so so don't take those to mean like the be all end all they do have an effect on where you're at or, or like they are a guiding a guiding factor but they're not everything and and you can do a lot more with uh You know, characters that are relatively lower, especially if you're in the lower ranks. And we're talking here about having fun, you know, with these characters. So please keep that in mind.
1: When those tier lists do echo really well on the very low end, uh, if you're expecting to do well with Nash or Dan, you might want to take a couple click uh, glances at everyone's tier list and realize those are pretty much the worst characters in the game. Uh, Don't expect to compete with them at a high level with that. Those, you know, the, the very high ends and the very low ends of tier list are important for um Players of all levels, in my opinion. But in the middle, it gets really blurry really fast. And you can take a pretty low-end character and make them great at, at most levels of play. Um, and even then, even for the pros, they can do it, right? We, we've seen pro-level players. Uh, again, Snake Eyes won with Zangief in Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. A mouthful there. But he won Evo uh, with that character going against some of the best players of all time. And he just he did his homework. And and Zangief is not a great character in that game. He is maybe the worst character in that game or close to it. Like, uh, you know, a case for, you know, T-Hawk and a few others. But uh, Zangief is very much considered one of the worst characters in that game. He won EVO with him. Right. Mm -hmm. so in years of history of tier
0: list and other stuff, it's it's, you know, so but but exactly what you said. You know, just on that note quickly, during Street Fighter 4, I think it was just before Ultra when Snake was on, I think his biggest tear. uh, These were like the days where the the infamous Evo timeout against Shen um, happened. Like around that time, I felt like Snake was maybe the best player in the world. Mm -hmm. I thought, because it was the clear, like the Sagat, against uh, Zangief was like one of the worst matchups in the game, and everybody knew it. And that might have changed a good bit since Vanilla, but it was still the counter pick, right? And uh, Snake Eyes famously had figured out how to play against Sagats, and it, was a, it wasn't an easy thing for him, even him to do, but he had figured ways around it. And you're like, if he can figure out how to beat the best Sagats in the world, or at least stand a very strong chance against them. And when he was at his hottest, man, it didn't matter who it was and who they were playing. It just felt like... They were, GG's snake eyes was gonna get you um it, it was like if he can do that this character at least in his hands is like the best like there's no way around it and, and it's like if he can if zangief can get close to you effectively by the way he also has a ton of life ggs you know yeah. there's like it's like it's like snake eyes got rid of the character's weakness in a certain way worked around it and then it was like who's ever gonna say zangief's the best character in the game but but it truly felt that way, and and anytime we were go, you know traveling around, I think we were on a, a DSC like this little kind of smaller sponsorship team for a little while. Anytime p- people wanted to make like you know bison dollar bets, I'd like take snake eyes every time. You're gonna get the money, and just I I had some extra bison bucks at that time because it just was the case.
1: Yeah, it's um when you. When you have the inside track, and I, I really wonder if gambling is ever going to become a thing in the FGC where we can get odds and other stuff because uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day about golfing and, and golfing like not exactly the most entertaining of spectator sports. You know, if you enjoy golf, you know, shouts to you, but I know that they were just super into the – um um, getting action on there betting on all the different you know things going on in golf like i really wonder if there's going to come a point where, where esports is considerably uh high on the radar and stuff like that and people really love to bet on it and going to someone like snake eyes mm-hmm. if you have the inside track on someone like that where you know that they're an up-and-coming player and that people haven't caught on yet to it you can you can score some cash on that you know so it's a uh, there's a nice history of doing that and you know it's a uh, be careful about how much you gamble, but if you if you know your stuff, you know if you watch it really closely, you can you can definitely earn some cash on it. So
0: oh, there's always that secret player that your scene knows is really good, but that hasn't traveled yet. And then you go to a whatever event and such, and like there, you, you want to test them out against the rest of the community, but you're like, you guys haven't seen their crazy Akuma mix-ups or whatever it is they have in their back pocket. And yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so speaking of under the radar characters, I wanted to get into mind here and talk about Ed.
1: And Ed is still being played by the usual suspects, like you know the people out there that that always play him. But also Trashbox Nemo now, and then Hot Dog Twenty Nine to a lesser extent. Uh, he he was playing him before, but he's still playing him now. He's mostly playing Bison. You know, we'll see how that goes. But um, Ed is worth another look here because he's actually pretty darn decent. He's been reworked as a mostly footsies-based character, which is like really shocking. Um, He converts a lot of his damage in neutral, and then he still has a solid rushdown and even a bit of zoning with his fireball and uppercut game and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Nemo was playing against Daigo's Guile. They played about 14 games, and they split their games, I think, uh, evenly, like 7-7, or or really close to it, if if someone had a game uh, more advantage, you know, whatever, but it was really close. This is on the eve of the Capcom
0: Pro Tour uh, Japan tournament that's coming up. Uh Oh, so People aren't playing, like, aren't messing around. They're playing to win or they're training to win right now. And Nemo's playing Ed. And and Nemo's
1: heavily playing Ed. Uh, And so all all the characters I talked about with, you know, on CFN that's upcoming here, they're all preparing for this tournament that's coming up this weekend. Uh, Nemo's putting in serious time in there. Uh, So is Trashbox and and so th- this is not a fluke pick like this is like this is a character that i think he thinks he can win with and and
0: well well like to put that into perspective you're talking about Daigo playing guile guile being a character who people are like yeah he got a little bit nerfed but ultimately like with this with the way the meta is now he's going to be one of the best look out for guile and Daigo needs no introduction and nemo with his re- i got to assume relatively fresh ed is going even that's insane to me yeah it's um it's a fresh ed like i mean he
1: was playing Gil before he was playing a few other characters uh yuri and all that kind of stuff he looks to be hard in on on ed right now and again i I, i've been pretty hyping up of ed and ed is like the best character i have on my list personally um uh, i have two other characters but like ed is the one that i think is actually legitimately good right now um and man he might have been the worst character like two seasons ago uh either the worst or second worst with with falk right um but he's he's good And, and like So if you give up on Ed before, like, he's really worth another look right now. And and he was just so much more fluky, like, getting wins with them and all that other kind of stuff. He was just too easy to bait, like, his DP. Um, And if someone really knew how to counter the character, like, it was just hard to play fundamentally smart with him. But Mm -hmm. that is exactly what Nemo and other people are doing. They're like, okay, I'm going to play hardcore footsies. This goes back to what you were talking about earlier – Footsies are viable now. You can play neutral. You can play all this stuff and win. If you don't believe me, go watch Nemo versus Daigo and watch how much he is just playing fundamental uh dodge in, dodge out, uh very smart stuff, a lot of um a lot of V skill too with him, which is like, you know, a great counter for projectiles. So like Ed just kinda of punches through there, right? And then he's also of all things, he's not using uh, V trigger two. He's using V trigger one, the the um, the giant orb that appears on screen, uh, just for pressure and traps. And so Nemo of all people, who is, is known to be kind of interesting with his picks and stuff, he's playing super fundamental. And I'm going, wow, like that's that's a thing. So I was really shocked um, to see how how viable in a fundamental way Ed has become.
0: Next, check out Punko's Chun-Li, which only plays footsies and is only very calculated, right?
1: <laughs> I would be so disappointed if that actually happened. I'd be like, no, like, you can't do that, Punko. We need you to be a crazy man. It's like, we
0: need your DPs, yeah. man. <laughs> it, it,
1: it, who did Jobin go to? Didn't Jobin go to, to Guile now or something like that? Like, it, it's sad to see him go away from Nikali because it's like, dude, I love that you fly, like, you know, all across the globe and, like, you bet it all on, like, multiple EX DPs. Like, that is makes you special it makes you super entertaining to watch and the fact that you go away from that maybe even a little bit is it's sad
0: so remember my name i was recently playing a uh this quick aside i was recently playing one of the most frustrating um heroes of the storm games ever and then, I don't, I don't. <laughs> there's this Zul player who I will not share his name or her name, but they trolled on purpose in a ranked game. Uh, so imagine, imagine that you know you're playing Street Fighter, and but it's a team game, and in order to do a DP, you have to press the input, and then they press the button, like heavy punch or whatever. And we had the game set up to win, but this guy was not a team player, and at, where we had it, all we had to do was just just win. It was like everything was set up. We got the Everything was there and all he had to do was press the punch button after we inputted the, the motion for DP and he just went ha ha and he ran back to our base and we ended up losing and, and and we were all just super mad like report this guy and right before our core exploded and we lost our rank points he said remember my name. oh dude so i gotta say i will always remember that guy i will hate him <laughs> but you know it's like maybe no press is bad press uh, how does how does this tie back into jobin like i, I i'm uh, because jobin's the craziest it's like why do you remember him maybe not because he's like amazingly dazzlingly good with his picks or like right. you remember him yeah. because
1: because <laughs> he's gonna do DPs crazy bonkers stuff yeah that that works that definitely works but um yeah. but, but john let, let's go back over to you like uh, who do you have next on your list
0: well, so part of this too was um, I wanted to look at characters who you could probably, like I said, pick up relatively easily. And it's not to say you do everything about the character or use the character's entire arsenal, but where you can start out with a few key things and establish a, a game that would be fun to do. And and I got to say, as far as Ed goes, well, he was designed to be a fairly simple mm-hmm. character for, for people to pick up with his um, like single input for DP and stuff like that. So I think that that's a, a pretty good... Um, there the one that I went to is one that I've been recently playing a whole lot of and he's he's street fighter and in, incarnate, right? He's uh, Ryu um, what I noticed about Ryu is the fact that, like I said earlier, he's able to play the traditional Street Fighter II fireball uppercut and, and pepper in a little bit of like you know low forward and low strong when people get too close to keep them at bay. He can play that game now, and and it's worth something. Like we said before, like it used to be that yeah, Ryu's a pretty good fireball chucker, especially when he gets his V trigger one and stuff. But that all doesn't matter because. You know, you you do that six times, you get six DPS or whatever, you you hit them with a few fireballs, great, now they have V-Trigger and that's what defines the round. Well, not so much anymore, which opens things up for Ryu to really explore that fireball uppercut space, and I gotta say, it's not the only thing that's driven Street Fighter to where it is, but man, that's a huge part of the very first foundations of where people were like hey this is kind of a fun thing to do because right like that's when when people talk about the meta of street fighter 2 they're usually talking a lot of fireball uppercut
1: stuff it's so funny you mentioned that because uh, i've been not being able to play fighting games because i'm taking a break from street fighter 5 until Rose is out right i've got very Mm. little time left and i'm just like i i just want to come into the game a little bit more fresh right uh and and so i've been feeling it but i went back and i actually played street fighter 2 last night and i was playing ryu and kin and other stuff and and that that, that, that that fireball uppercut game is just fun. And it's something that everyone respects. There's obviously you know, gaps and holes and other stuff in it, um, but it's like it's it's like playing Tetris and getting you know dropping the line down and getting the four you know bars removed and all that kind of stuff. Like it's there's something genuinely fun about it that everyone appreciates and respects if you're able to pull it off. Right, the fact mm-hmm. that that was missing as much as it was from Street Fighter Five is a huge black eye on the game uh, where it was, and the fact that mm-hmm. that is back now is like. Ooh, and and mo- a lot of people don't believe it's back it is back like it's not what it was like i want to be very careful about that so many fireball counters um almost called it X-Factor. <laughs> I really want to call it X-Factor oh, no. right now. But uh, but V-Trigger, um, uh, V-Trigger still is like a very dominant thing. If you're chucking plasma and someone just pops V-Trigger, you're probably dead, right? Like you've got to be very careful <laughs> with it. But it's back at least to some degree. And it's so worth exploring that space. And it's what you and I keep hitting on it because people are doing it. Like we're seeing a lot of people just, you know, try to go in there and, and play the old Street Fighter V that it was, you know, for the, the past few years. It's like, no, Adapt. Get used to how the game is now because if you do that, you will be better than you've ever been. Um, it, it The game has really shifted. It really has changed where it doesn't fully favor footsies and, and zoning, but it favors it much more than it has in the past.
0: Yeah, and, and I like that where you're you're kind of directing me with that or that made me think it's like maybe don't define it as much as like it's no longer the v-trigger fest that it used to be and like you can still do that to a pretty strong extent but there's reason to not and it may be a lot more fun to not so for those that are willing to kind of like sacrifice the the short term of like i just want to do the v-trigger and like flip the coin and whatever uh you can have a lot more fun with this game now and uh, and i really encourage you to to try that out Uh, but going back to Ryu man there's i kind of want to get into why that's simple like fireball uppercut game is so good and it's like well you're chucking plasma right and it's, it's like how often do fireballs hit just in the neutral they sometimes do you know people aren't just just aren't quite ready or, or they they stop blocking a little bit early or they you know whatever reason but most of the time that's not where you're getting your main damage the fireballs are a manipulation tool mm-hmm. they are to make you move where i want you to move on the screen and if you don't you're taking little bits of chip damage i'm getting bits of meter or you know and you're frozen in, in hit stun um but like the cool way of thinking about this uh, and and i should also say that for those of you that would like to try out Ryu now, and maybe you're, you're not, obviously you're not a Ryu pro or anything like that, you don't need to be, all you really need to do to be able to do what I'm talking about here is DP on either side, you know, whether you're facing either direction, be able to fireball in either direction, and you're probably pretty good. You can get started with this if you can do those things. So that's who I'm talking to. Um, but it applies to people that you know have been playing for years and, and very much know those things. Um, so anyways, it's like, you're thinking about instead of trying to hit people with a fireball you're thinking more along the lines of how do i get them to jump when i want them to jump so i can hit them with that dp because man getting someone to jump and hitting them with an anti-air dp i i, I haven't sat and thought about this uh, probably to the extent that i should but that's one of the best things you can do because it means that one, you executed it correctly, two, you manipulated your opponent on a mental level, of whatever that took, some people they're just gonna do it for free, some people you really have to force them to do it. And those that you really have to force to do it. When you do, it's like, dude, I gotcha. That's mm-hmm. a little mini win. That's a little mini KO. You're winning. You know, the here's your league points. It, 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 That's great. what that feels like. A mental damage. You you might
1: do uh 200 damage with that setup or whatever. You know, with a fireball, you know, some chip damage, and then a DP on it, right? But also the mental damage of. The opponent knowing, ah, oh, I jumped right into his trap. I, 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 man, I don't want to. Getting, getting anti or DP'd after you, you do a bad jump on a fireball, it hurts because, it and it fundamentally hurts you because of the history of fighting games. It's like, that's something you don't want to have happen to you, right? And it's, you almost want to look around and see if anybody saw you make that dumb move. Yes. Right? I, I would be, I would be embarrassed <laughs> if my kids walked in and saw me do that, right? I'd be like, ah, oh, I, I, I just messed up on the input, right? Like, I, I, you know, I had to make some excuse or whatever. I sneezed. Alt tab, alt tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it, and so there's a mental damage that that does to the opponent. And it's like, well, I don't want to have that happen again. And then that opens up all these other avenues for you. Now, all of a sudden, your footsies are that much better because you you know the opponent doesn't want to jump in unless you're playing ranked and the, the person's smoking crack on the other end, which is half the time. <laughs> then they're like, I'm going to jump even more. You you got me once with that? Oh my gosh, I, like, I, you know, I'm going to jump 50 times. And so, you know, recognize your opponent and other stuff. But if you really get in their head, It's the mental damage this stuff does is so much fun. When you know that you've
0: you've mentally guard broken your opponent, it's (laughs) really enjoyable. So. Next week's podcast episode, by the way, is the benefits of playing Street Fighter ranked on crack versus not. Yes. So be sure to tune in for that <laughs> one. Um, a few more quick notes on, on Ryu here, though. So, like, if you want to jump in and play, uh, know how to fireball, know how to uppercut on either side. Um, but then, like, you don't have to get into understanding his, like, his other hit confirms yet into into, like, donkey kick or into Tatsu, stuff like that. You can just use low forward into fireball as your poke when they get too close but what you get to do during this is you get to see what it feels like to throw. He's got three different strengths of fireball, which I think uh, they, they go at different speeds. You can use that for manipulation. His anti-air DP is medium. Use that one for, for anti-airs. Um, and then like you can see what it feels like to do low forward into fireball. And by the way, both of his V-triggers complement this style Mm -hmm. beautifully. The first one, V-Trigger 1, makes his fireballs even faster, and you can charge them, so that's another layer of manipulating this timing and the speed and whatnot, and then his DPs do a little more damage, so it's just like like an enhanced version of that. But then his V-Trigger 2 has one of the most satisfying things ever, and then when you hit an anti-air DP, or if you hit a low forward into fireball, a special attack, you can then cancel into that um, extra punch, the hear-me roar punch. The screen gets dark Darker, things slow down for a minute. He winds up in this and you see the red pop up in his in his opponent's life bar it's one of, it's it's awesome it's a lot of fun you did that's the, ryu the one that thing. i use
1: and so capcom has to reward you for it like you you played ryu successfully so here's a v trigger that works with that and it's so funny that that did not compute with people that that's been there for a while right he's had that v trigger for a while and been able to do it but that that whole avenue of doing that wasn't worthwhile and it's like it's amazing how much more that works now and so if you play ryu successfully v trigger 2 is your reward for doing that like you get some extra damage hmm. and see this? yeah it's 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 funny how satisfying that is now and it's just it's crazy uh yeah so
0: right so and then if you you can start with just that and you can simplify you can let everything else sort of fall away and you can learn other buttons other normals pressure strings if you want but hey you could just play staying far away and doing those things and man that's street fighter 101 Doing that and exploring that with Ryu will open up your understanding of this game and and I would dare say even many other fighting games to varying degrees uh, in a huge way. It's so helpful just to to know that game, know those processes. And then you can advance farther and learn more about Ryu and not only have a crazy cool zoning game, but then also once you score an in, maybe now you can be scary rushing someone down too. And it's like, hey, this is a pretty good character now. Yeah, in, in Capcom, Never, ever, ever do what you did to
1: Ryu in Street Fighter V again in the past seasons. This is what Ryu should always be. He should always Have this stuff, and this stuff should always be decent because so many people. It's I compared this before to like you know playing a Mega Man game and not being able to play Mega Man, and it's like you know not being able to shoot the lemons out there. It's like what you know, like that's that's Mega Man. Like let me charge up my Mega Buster and shoot it at someone. Like that, Mm -hmm. it's what I expect to do. And if you remove that, you you you've removed the game. It's like you might might as well not even call it Mega Man at that point. If you don't let Ryu do that, like I'm not gonna say it's as far as like removing Street Fighter from the title, but. It's a big, big-time broken arm. I'm not even going to say black eye. It's a couple broken arms. And, and the fact that, that Street Fighter V exists. Like three. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? A Shira or whatever with the eight arms and stuff. But anyway, um, always have Ryu able to do this. If he's not able to do this, you messed up somewhere. This should always be a given with Ryu. I never, ever, ever, ever want to see that the, the abomination that Ryu was in these past seasons again. Like that is not Ryu. Like make him do this stuff. And history shows if Ryu is mid tier, he's fine. Like most people will still play him, and he's good to go. If he's bottom tier, most people won't play him, and it just that sucks. But like Ryu in a Street Fighter game, Marvel, I'll give you a pass on. But in a Street Fighter game, he needs
0: to at least be what he is right now. And if they do, they're going to their room with no phone privileges for a week. Oh man! i to <laughs> Your dad came out in that. Just, uh, that's what it made me think about. So yeah,
1: I'm gonna write like 50 stories on the front page, blowing them up. And like, there's no excuse now for like Street Fighter Six and other stuff. Like, I, I'm just gonna, oh, I'm gonna be so angry. I'm gonna like do a Mortal Kombat fatality on like uh, their doll in their room because I can't, you know, hurt. Yeah, <laughs> all right, So the next character. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh, I did want to get into your, uh to one of my other personal favorites is uh Cody. And, um, in recent times, John Takauchi has completely dropped Rashid for Cody. Of course, he's still played by, you know, Hoji and Moon's two very solid, uh, tournament players and stuff, but like... I can't believe that, that John Takauchi has apparently made the, the official uh, switchover. And again, this is on the eve of, of the C- uh, CPT Japan tournament that's coming up. Um, he did not have on a CFN profile a single game with Rashid in there and ranked our battle lounges in recent times. So wow. I think he has officially switched over now to Cody. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe he's just training up his Cody for the tournament and he's going to go right back to Rashid. Who knows? It's so hard to drop Rashid in this game because of how good he is. But right now, uh, I I think the big thing for Cody is less of how much better he is in a vacuum, but how much better he is because a lot of other people are worse. Um, Mm. V-shift is a very big addition for him uh, because he only has two two two-bar V-triggers. And his defense was generally pretty suspect before. Now that he can V-shift out of stuff and get into his pressure game and do more of the stuff that makes Cody good, I think he is very much better in kind of the whole
0: meta of this game now. Hmm. You know, I've always been kind of afraid of Cody, but the only Cody that I ever play is like the occasional, like, running into, to, um, I wanted to say Hoji, but
1: Damn it, I can't remember.
0: Shazzy. Shazzy. That's the, you know, you know, I'm sorry.
1: Yep. Oh, we played him all the time. And he was so, he was one of the best players online. Yes. And and it's, it's why you and I have such a high opinion of Cody. If you play Hoji, if you play Shazzy, you play one of these people on a regular basis, you have respect for what Cody is. Most other people do not, but you can see what he can do in the right hands. He's even better now.
0: He's better. You know, and yeah. And it, it didn't, it never, so it never felt like Cody had a huge, gaping, obvious, problem in his gameplay where it was like oh yeah now i I can just do that i I can jump at him all day and he can't do anything about it right it was just that a lot of his tools were not um, strong enough to to hold the line and to hold the line specifically against what was really good in street fighter 5 which was you know that black hole v trigger thing so but but now that makes a lot of sense that again it's a it's an example of The other parts of the game get to breathe. You can explore them. You can use them. And when you have a well-rounded character like Cody, uh, who just, the different pieces just aren't all that great. They're all like C pluses. And now maybe they're like, you know b pluses it's like that's a scary character all of a sudden that's someone that i can do something with um and, and i don't know that you would necessarily have a direct answer for this because i know you don't play the character directly but like if someone's first picking up cody is there something that they would want to focus on in order to have fun oh yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it's his up close rushdown um what john takauchi is doing right now is doing a lot of the um, um oh gosh uh uh the uh damn it i can't remember His charge up punch thing that I am like—I can't see. I don't play Cody. Zonk Knuckle, thank you. Between the the two of us, we will forget, but we will (laughs) (laughs) Uh, forget my wife's name next. And uh, there we go. That's going to go over well. But anyway, Zonk Knuckle, uh, he's doing quite a bit of that to set up his offense. But it's basically where Cody excels at the most is uh, popping V trick or two, getting up in his opponent's face um, and doing a bunch of mix ups because a lot of his punches and other stuff are highly advantageous up close. Where Cody kind of struggles is basically uh, he struggled more in the neutral, and especially once someone got in on him, he could really have a difficult time kind of getting breathing room. That's where V-Shift helps him the most. But what you really want to focus on if you're going to pick up Cody is, um, uh, one, what to do when you're in someone's face, and then, two, how to get there consistently. Because you do need to have his fireball game on a pretty good thing and it, like his fireballs, he's not Sagat. He's not Ryu. His fireballs are not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh and his EX fireball is quite a bit better than it was in past seasons. Um and there's there's multiple ways of getting in with Cody, but he's also not like the he's not a Rashid. He's not cammy He's not like this great character where you put that much time into him and you're just gonna have these gigantic rewards for doing so. But if you like Cody, if you think, like, oh man, I've always enjoyed this character, I want to play him more and other stuff, uh, and you don't think uh, <laughs> abomination is a good word because uh, Nicholas Majintenshin would be like, uh, this is an abomination, I hate this character. Um, uh, but if that's not your feeling and you do enjoy him, he's worth another look, very heavily so, because again, John Takauchi, if you can get someone to drop Rashid for another character, that's insanity right there on its very basis. And it looks like right now he's done so. So we'll see if that holds up over time. I know he's played Cody in in the past it's not his first you know merry-go-round here or whatever um, but he is playing Cody actively and doing quite well with him with the zonks with the setups it looks like Cody is just organically quite a bit better in the game as it exists right now
0: mm-hmm. yeah and go check out some of Hoji's footage uh, especially his breakdowns I've said so before on the podcast but I'll say it again because it's worth saying the way he thinks about it and the way he can articulate what's going on in both his and his opponent's mind is so valuable and he's got it there for free you just gotta watch the damn video and hey if he's using the character that you're trying to learn well all the better right Yep. all right so now i'm going to bring up a character that people are probably going to hate me for telling other people to check out and try out and especially the way i'm saying it because <laughs> i'm saying it, try to do it in some of the simplest easy to get early wins or at least make some early progress and feel the game out in a new way uh, sort of approach I think you might want to check out Honda. And Honda has this history of being brain dead, where you just kind of throw all of the spaghetti at the wall, and whatever sticks, you butt slam it, and then you win. Um, and and the V shift has definitely done something to that. But I've heard people saying that Honda isn't as as negatively affected as you would think. It's more so just in the ways of of him being kind of zany and goofy that where he's negatively affected. But he can still maybe get the job done in some other ways. And uh, and so like don't don't write him off as I think some people have. Uh, uh, kind of already done with uh, with the new meta and such, but with Honda, I played the character for a little while, and I gotta say, uh, we knew this back in the day, but it's even more true now. Man, first thing, just learn how to press heavy punch. Mm-hmm. You you yeah, you would talk about right this like the Great Wall of Jonda, as we would as we would talk about it here in Tucson sometimes. Yep. Uh, heavy punch, just it's it's such a good move. Now I I I have to I should look at the patch notes really quick, but I, I assume it's got a little more uh, hurt box recovery and, and lingering or, or um, expansion because that's what they did to a lot of these attacks. But with Honda, uh, no, it doesn't actually. It's, <laughs> they kept it the same. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're like we we actually
1: really enjoy this move and we kind of want
0: it to be the well, Swiss Army knife and so good. it still is. Yeah. So <laughs> Honda's standing fierce punch. I, I don't think it ever was. Urian's because he's using it in a different way Urian's using it more right. offensively Honda can put up this wall and man that thing is first of all high priority and it's active for forever in a day and it's a great anti-air. A little bit slower than an invincible DP, sure. But man, if you slow things down, there that is again, and you play with this very calculated, patient uh, uh, approach, which that's what Honda's kind of supposed to do for the most part anyway. When he's not throwing butt slams, he's down backing and waiting for you to mess up. Man, you just control the space with this button, and when they eventually get uh frustrated and jump you do it more <laughs> with that button yep, and so yep. all it's a single input and and it covers so many things you can start with that with this character and especially if you're at the lower levels man you can get so much mileage and and while i was playing honda and this was what like two years ago at this point wow time flies and i'm old i was telling myself between rounds the rounds that i lose i was like you just need to be more patient and do more heavy punches like you missed that because you were paying too much attention on how you were going to get close to them they jumped at you and you could have just heavy punched like 3 or 4 times where you didn't and and so even when the meta was that and when it was behoove when it would behoove you to just throw out some EX random butt slams and and do that it's like th- this was still a very viable tactic that I needed to do more of in my you know game my my more intermediate gameplay approach to Honda dude start with this you can pepper in some headbutts. You could pepper in some uh, some command grabs, and those parts of his games are fun too. We haven't even gotten to hands yet, and he's already this character that I think you could take uh in the early or, or like the the lower ranks and just destroy people with just simply out of your patience. Um, yeah. Does that all check uh, we've out seen for that you? In this-
1: yeah, I mean we've seen that in the stats. Like Honda one of the winningest characters, right? And I mean he's still up there, and he's a really good fundamental character. And it, I, I still remember doing this with Minot. People are like, "Oh, I hate Minot." You know, she can sit back there and zone and play defense, and, and that sucks. And it's like, what? You're upset that a character can zone and play defense in Street Fighter Five? And they're like, "Yeah, that's bullcrap. You shouldn't be allowed to do that." Well, that's Honda, and it's why he's getting a lot of wins. He can zone and play defense. They meet his normals better. Um, he is one of the most explosive high damage characters in the entire game when you build up the resources with them Mm -hmm. his v skill one is better it's faster now like that strategy is better all around and and so it's it's kind of nice with honda like i i don't see him as a a big character where you know you want to drop like if you're playing karen you're gonna go and play honda now like that's probably not gonna happen but if you do like that more defensive and, and you know that that wall style that you're talking about, I think he's pretty darn good still. Like they give him enough stuff to offset his brain dead things, and they just want you being a bit more thoughtful. And even then, like he's still high up there on the, the CFN stats wins. Like he's doing really well. He's still a good character. Um, he's not free uh, in any way, shape, or form. And so yeah, I I I think that there's a lot here for people if they can appreciate the Honda style, Mm -hmm. if they can see uh, uh, basically the light at the end of the tunnel with this character, I think there's a good amount here to work with.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where Paul Rudd's the the stoner surfer guy and he's teaching uh, Jason's... I, there's so many Jasons now.
1: Damn it! I can't remember!
0: Anyways, the main character, uh, I'll remember after this uh, podcast is over, How to Surf. And he just keeps saying, do less. You're doing too much. Do less. And mm-hmm. it becomes a joke, right? But that's basically Honda. It's like, just do less. Just be ready for that anti-heavy head, uh, um, uh, heavy punch. Or when they get into your to your grill, just heavy punch. And he's one of those characters where it's like, yes, you, you absolutely need the rest of his game to continue to grow and to beat players that really know what they're doing. But man, I... In the silver ranks i actually played up with honda um a little bit through those and you can play with one button you can play with just Mm -hmm. the the controlling space anti-airs it's the same button and then if you're if you're playing against like a a fireball chucking character well you either neutral jump over those and you use that button to control your uh mid-air trajectory a little bit because if you neutral jump with it he can move left or right a, a bit jump forward fierce punch with your jump in and then fierce punch on the ground and you just keep mashing it and he goes into fierce hands and that's a full combo you can play this character with just heavy punch uh, in a way that i don't i don't know that any other character you could do that with and that's not to say you're gonna win evo like that but like try it out because also boiling these characters down to these um very specific foundational but useful tactics that's like it's not the full picture but it's a really important part of it understanding those parts of this game or or these games i should say on a familiar level where you get those details that nuance that is stuff you take to the bank and that plays out or, or that helps the rest of your game the way you see the game the way you see your opponents the way you know what you can do what they can do um, on a deeper level so it's it's very beneficial and it's not even you don't even have to play these characters as your main but just having this information is is incredibly useful Having characters who fit a certain role uh, Honda occupies a role and he always
1: has in Street Fighter history for the most part right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's nice to have him be this kind of turtle wall character that's what Honda is you don't have to play him that way but he that's his role you know kind of thing and he does it without a fireball and, and it's pretty cool like and so i'm glad to see more of the honda i knew previously be back now he can be this character again and i'm like yeah this is nice it's it's nice to see so right on well tell us what the last character
0: who's nice to see is uh, like
1: uh my last character here is going to be pretty darn controversial especially if you're reading the tier list up uh, on the website that we're posting uh and that is gill and I think Gil is being heavily underrated. Uh, while he doesn't have the traction of the other characters we've talked about, he's not a terrible character that that people are making him out to be. Uh, Punk and Broski have both been putting time into him, not as a new main, you know, but exploring the character. And obviously, you know, we get to play against a Gil a lot. Like, and I don't think you or I you know think he's a bad character at all.
0: Right? No, I I am somewhat baffled by how low he is. It's like, it's like. There must be some secret that I'm not quite seeing. I don't think he's the best in the game, but to, to have him down around like Nash tier, I just don't quite get it. He has so many yeah. different sorts of tools, and, and it seems like he's got just plenty of ways to get those started. It's not overly difficult for him to get there and get his damage and get his setup. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering why exactly is he so far down in so many people's opinion?
1: Yeah, my, my theory for that is that characters who are very technical but not very strong, they get a bad reputation really quickly. And I understand why. It, it, but it doesn't mean that their overall power is as bad as some might think. It's just like, yeah, they're they're very technical. Gil's quite technical. He's, he's pretty hard to play, especially in the Street Fighter V game of, of having to use fireballs and other stuff to make this work. Um, but I also think there are characters clearly worse than Gil. And, and if you enjoy how he plays, like... Uh, you and I have seen firsthand that he's very much worth playing right now in this version of the game. Like we we play against someone who maims this character, and we play them actively, and it's like he's not falling apart like you know a Nash would or, or some other character. Like it, it's he is not that bad. Um, so it, it's it really comes down to. If you want to put the work into to Gil, there are rewards there, but they're not crazy good rewards. It, it's the the very bad fallout of um, I I don't think that characters this technical should be that bad. I do think Gil should be better, uh, especially with what he requires to play. But uh, it doesn't mean that he's
0: terrible overall. Though. So it sounds uh, so far like he's not that fun and he's hard to pick up, which is kind of like the opposite of what we're talking about. So, but I'm sure there's more to it that you have to say about. It. It, right. And so
1: where this comes into is you once you start to um once you start to get into Gil you. Start to realize that his fireball game is extremely good and then you couple that with his parry, and then he actually has super powerful combos that really pack a punch. Watching him against your Nikali, like you would do uh, the, the ground pound, and, and uh, Dream King would jump in on you, and he's getting like three hundred damage off of a single jump in. Like at playing Monada I would have killed for that damage, and would have been OP if I had it, mm-hmm. right? But uh, Gil, like he packs one hell of a punch, especially if you attack ta- uh, on his super onto the end of a combo. Like Dream King is only like doing two or three combos on you in an s- entire round, um, and, and you know having one big spender on it and like it's killing you and that's killing Nikali off. Like nikali has got, you know, above average health or like, you know, uh, he 50 average. or
0: whatever. Or well, yeah, but everybody got the, yeah. So he's, he's around average, maybe a little above, maybe a little above. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it it's, it's the thing about Gil is that I, we talked with dream King and I, I actually, uh, I pinged him about this before we recorded and I'm like, Hey, what was kind of the problem with Gil? And he was like, well, he's like, Gil wasn't that good in the overall meta of the game last season like I ran into a bunch of walls with the character where he couldn't really compete at the level that other people uh, were at like consistently he's like but that's not a problem right now he's like that's really genuinely not an issue he's like uh, his coral kick is better that's his you know little hop forward thing I saw Punk using that a ton uh, you and I play Dream King who uses that all the freaking time uh, <laughs> it's a great move he can combo after it uh, I think it's plus four on hit um, plus he can spin it pretty darn well where where it's very safe at this point in time and he controls like large portions of the match with that Uh, you couple that with his um, anti-air fireballs which will do again another 300 damage his anti-air game has gotten better like there's a bunch of stuff about him Um, but but Dream King said like the the biggest thing is being able to reset the neutral with v-shift where someone gets in on you and you don't like the situation you just v-shift out of it and all of a sudden you've got that breathing room you've got that the boxer clinch that he likes to talk about or MMA Clinch or whatever that that just gives you a moment in time and it's like okay now now we're backed up we've reset to neutral here we go Mm -hmm. and and he said like that has kind of been the biggest game changer here for Gil Uh, i know he got more health and stun he got a you know a few other quality of life type of things but what really again jumps out is that like the meta has shifted around him and i think that why people aren't picking up on it and i I think what's going to change is i think in three to six months from now People are going to understand that Neutral and V-Shift are much better in this game than they were. And I think... Gil is going to organically go up because of that uh, I think that Gil is going to be seen as like oh wow okay like we, we really underrated Gil like calling him one of the worst characters in the game was not accurate at all because he can do quite a bit of stuff that, that people weren't anticipating
0: you know when you are on the receiving end of a retribution combo and it's usually more than one retribution uh, pop up amid those combos you have some time to think about your life about the mistake you made that put you there um, and you also can just sit and like oh my is getting their ass kicked pretty bad right now that looks like like a lot of fun from the other point of view that's got to be one of the most fun things like like, i almost have fun sometimes when my character is getting retribution combo because it's pizzazzy it's flashy they're turning icy then they're fiery and then there's that satisfying pop and they go back up into the air when you thought like any other street fighter 5 combo is gonna end no pop back up into the air another few like thousand hits into the corner and you're dead into a reset um and you know (laughs) as i talk about it And as you, as you highlighted, like, you know, just a few combos, it's all you need. It's, it's, I want to be careful. It's not, it's not like G. Um, It doesn't feel like. Uh, This overwhelming offense, and he kind of has to earn his way into those in certain ways, like an anti-air fireball, which that's one of the most fun things to do, too. Like uh, Coming from Goken player from back in the day, like reading someone's jump and getting them with an anti-air fireball into the business is one of the coolest things, too. And so he's got these really fun combos, these really fun uh, anti-air setups sort of things. Um, And and like traps and whatnot. It seems like a really fun character. Although for in this case, it seems like the fun might be a little bit locked behind the uh, work wall because he's a kind of technical. So you have to spend some time doing it. Well, what's going to cause people to really jump on. It's like, punks give him a chance but like you'd think someone like Nemo would would stick with Gil if he's better and then show everybody because a lot of times you need that like one pro to come out there and show everybody just how powerful these characters can be and then everyone else is like oh now that I know that the ceiling's that high uh it's worth you know for me exploring things yeah
1: that's actually where I do take issue with Gil is I don't think his ceiling is that high Uh, I think he's going to be probably a best case of mid-tier character and highly technical mid-tier characters this is one of the big problems i have with capcom they didn't go far enough with gil they really did not give him enough and but my big issue here is that it's not that gil is terrible it's just he's not good enough for the work you have to put in that that's really where i take issue with it it's much like with Banat uh, or any other really highly technical character they need to be pretty damn good to overcome the human error nature of playing a character like this and how much stuff you have to juggle mm. Um, Really, really dumb, basic characters need to not be that good. Kami is ridiculously way too strong right now for how much effort it takes to play her. It's just, you can mash your face on the joystick and have some pretty good stuff happen with Kami. That's bad. It's really horrible game design, and they messed up big time. They messed up with Gil. Gil is not good enough as he should be, but... He's not terrible. That's kind of like the, the big difference, I think. He's, he's you know, he, he's all right. And uh, on that note, actually, of, of one of the more fun things I think to do as a Gil player, because I know Dream King loves this, uh, John, how does it feel when you're trying to walk forward against Gil's fireballs and he just swings a lariat at
0: you? Oh, at- it's so stupid because it's a totally <laughs> unsafe thing. And, he, and, and by the way, I'm blow Steven up for this. You know, you know what you're doing every time. And it does it, it's got diminishing returns. You get punished for that stuff. And yet, he continues to do it and and I will I will play devil's advocate. That Lariat hits you in the in the mental in the psyche deeper than most anything else in this game. Uh, because because of what I just said. But yeah, he laries he lariates you into like into the next dimension as far as your psyche goes because it's like so frustrating because it's an unsafe attack. Shouldn't be happening right now. I shouldn't have to be worrying about it, and yet I do.
1: In a true story, Dream King was playing punk and he started doing that to him. And Victor literally shouted out, I can't walk forward. What the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, and I think Dream King actually ended up taking one of the games off of him. You know, uh, I think punk got him in the end, but it was like 2 1. It was competitive. That sweet, sweet LP, baby. There you go. And it's like, look, even one of the best players on the planet, maybe the best, struggles against walking forward against gills lariat because lariat as you said it's got all these drawbacks and other stuff but it's there as a tool to keep people off balance so just walking forward against projectiles what do you want to do against projectiles you want to bulldog them right you want to navigate around them that lariat checks all that stuff and man i hate dream king so much punk does too everyone does you know what no no no. i don't have to say it. if you play dream king you hate his his lariats with a passion because he has a brilliant way of just mixing him in there just to keep you honest. It's like, yeah, you might punish it once or twice or whatever, that's fine, but it just makes you have to respect his neutral, have to respect his fireballs that much more. Ooh, it's frustrating. And I know that's particularly rewarding for guild players because you see a lot of guild players doing Lariat. <laughs> you see it all the time. So you were saying, like, what's a fun yep. thing to do, you know, with you know, guilds? Just
0: do Lariats, to jerks. Even, even one of
1: the best players on the planet is getting frustrated by that and saying, I can't walk forward. Forward. like the footage check the tapes it exists out there it happened um it, it's so there it is like there there's some of the more fun parts and like look like if anyone enjoys playing your character if anyone like top to bottom says oh i really enjoy playing this character so fun so fair you're probably doing it wrong. You probably are doing something wrong. You've got to have some BS that you throw at people. That's Gil's BS. It's actually really good when you combine all of it together. Uh, and so that's why, you know, hey, go watch Punk. Go watch Broski. Those those guys are actively playing Gil right now. They're doing some interesting stuff with the character. He hits like a freaking truck. He's got some really interesting things if you want to put the time in. He's actually worth exploring
0: now. Even though he's not great, he's worth exploring. And, and there's Gil. Well, alright, I think we've given given enough homework. Go check some of these characters out, um, explore some stuff. If you're not willing to venture and try a whole new character out, then I I challenge you, play the V-Skill that you don't normally use. Play the V-Trigger you don't normally use, because, one... Trying something new is always really helpful in these games because, like I said earlier, it gives you a fresh perspective on something that you're going to be both either using or fighting against and to have just a better nuanced understanding of it is always going to be to your benefit. But then also, like, you might find something, especially during this exploration of the meta as it's changed, it's like you don't want to be stuck trying to do what used to be optimal in this new atmosphere. You want to kind of put yourself in that how would you say like that that learning mode where you're not so certain you know what you know i'm not so certain about the all the particulars of Nikali's v-skill 2. i'm exploring that i'm feeling what that feels like and hey it happened just so happened that using that particular v-skill expedited this movement toward playing more calculated neutral on both Mm -hmm. for my opponents and for me those that didn't really know how to deal with it and I got to explore this whole other side of the game and now I can take that I can explore that with Nikali's other v-skill his other v-trigger the you know different ways of playing him like that and I can take that and use it with other characters and and when you find these fundamental things that you can take to the bank those are so precious so anyways you know, whatever you're comfortable with, and you don't have to do it a ton, but but I challenge you: try some new stuff out, broaden your horizons. You you might have a little bit more fun than you would have in previous iterations of this game because of where it is now and because of where the meta has evolved to. There it is. Now, now, John,
1: did did you, did you hear that? I, I I think I just heard a soul spark coming. Like oh. I, I I think it's coming your way, and oh, I'm I'm so looking forward to this. So I, I she she's gonna be here on Monday. Uh, we we've got the Japanese CPT coming up. This is a this is a, a beautiful. This is probably the best time that's ever existed ever. So on that note, everyone I disagree stay tuned to that. wholeheartedly. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, look forward to that. John hates Rose with a passion, and uh, I love her with a passion. So there it is. Uh, we're gonna be back. I will have my Rose impressions next week for everyone. I'm gonna be playing the hell out of the
0: game. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. <laughs> thank you, guys. Like, comment, subscribe. Put us in your top 10, your whatever, whatever the MySpace thing is. And we'll see you next week. Damn it. I can't remember.